Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Mox on the Mic presented by Smart Bank. Mox on the Mic talking basketball this week. Both men's and women's basketball schedules were released this week, and we're going to visit with men's head coach Lamont Paris next week. But we're going to start off this week with women's head coach Katie Burrows and all Southern Conference selection, Bria Dial. Now, before we get to Coach Burrows, Chattanooga played their only football game of the fall on Saturday. It was a tough and a controversial loss for the Mocs against Western Kentucky. UTC coach Rusty Wright said that while the loss hurt, it was good to have his Mox football team back. This is Chattanooga head coach Rusty Wright on the field right after the game ended. It was so good to be in that pregame meal. It was so good to be in that locker room for the game. It was so good, even though it hurt, as bad as it hurt after this game was over, it was so good to be in that locker room with them because it hurt. It did. It hurt. We all look forward to seeing Mox football back in the spring. Cannot wait for that. Hey, have you downloaded the new GoMox app yet? It's presented by First Bank. The GoMox app provides users with live stats, game day information, ticket purchasing, and exclusive Mox content, and it's all in one place. It also includes push notifications, so fans are always the first to know score updates, breaking news, promotional offers. Tell you something else you can do. You can also listen to Mox broadcast through this app. That's how, that's what I did on Saturday when the mocks were playing at Western Kentucky. I just went to the go mocks app, hit the football button, hit listen. And I was able to listen to Jr. and Todd and Mox football against Western Kentucky on the app. It was super simple. Check it out. If you haven't yet, the app is available now for Apple and Android devices. All you have to do is search Chattanooga Mox Athletics in the App Store or on Google Play. Download it today. You're going to want to have it before November the 25th and basketball season starts. Chattanooga basketball on the road. The women's team will be in Nashville to take on uh, Tennessee State. So if you've got that, you can listen to Larry Ward call the game right from your phone, no matter where you are, so long as you've got cell service. Chattanooga basketball opens up the season. Everything gets started on the 25th of November. We were able to catch up with head coach Katie Burris to talk about the schedule and how her team looks going into this season. So since the last time you and I spoke a couple of, I guess, a, a month or so ago, some things have changed. You guys were able to add some games to the schedule, including Vanderbilt coming to the arena. What's the backstory on that, and, and kind of how did that game come about? Well, it's funny. Um, you know, we were supposed to open season with Tennessee Tech, and the conversation was started like, hey, can we bump that date? Because they were trying to get a guarantee with Vanderbilt and all this stuff. And I just said to Kim Roseman at Tech, I said, hey, uh, you got anybody that's looking for games, let me know or give them my number, whatever. And then from that, actually, they Vanderbilt reached out to me because of that connection. And, um, you know, they gave me some road game dates and they gave me some home game dates. And I was like, and it just so happened that the, uh, the home date worked out best for both of us. And so we were able to, uh, to get that worked out. So we'll actually return to them next season and go up there. But, um, you know, I'm really excited about it. I don't think we've seen them and Anne can correct me on this, but I don't think that we've seen them since 2004, which was my final game. 
Yeah, I, it's it's interesting, and I know you talked about it before about just kind of what the struggles have been like to try to put a a schedule together with everything that was going on and and what the NCAA was going to do in terms of an actual start date. You sit back and look at the schedule now of these non-conference games. You talk about Vandy and Tennessee Tech, UAB, Eastern Kentucky, and Northern Alabama. That's a pretty good home schedule for folks to come see. Yeah, it's good stuff, and 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 we're so we're we're looking forward to uh, you know a lot of those weren't changes. Uh, we kind of had a, those originally when we played our schedule. Unfortunately, a lot of those dates stuck, so I didn't have too bad of a, of an issue of getting games. Uh, it was just those first couple of weeks that kind of were looming and then that right after Christmas. And so I'm uh, actually glad to get uh, North Alabama on the schedule. My husband's been uh, bugging me and some of his buddies have been bugging me for a while. He's actually a, a, a UNA grad. So uh, lots of ties to North Alabama. And and, um, and so going to have a lot of friends that are going to be uh, excited about that game. But, uh, you know, ever since they joined Division One, uh, it's kind of been one of those things that I always thought we should get a game going. So I'm excited about that matchup. And and then, um, you know, obviously we talked about Vanderbilt, UAB. What a program, man. Coach Norton's doing a great job with them. They'll be a tough opponent. Um, really excited about getting them here on our home court. So I like the uh, I like the different teams that we're kind of adding in and, and uh in, you know, we had a lot of return games that didn't work out and we'll have to push another year. But uh, I think it worked out really, really well, and our schedule uh, balanced out nicely. This program has always been known for the last, I don't know, 20-plus years, going back to shortly before you came, really, uh, for playing those tough games. And, and you and I talked about this last time you were on a little bit, but how important – is it for you now as kind of the caretaker of this program to to keep that going and continue to schedule those type of opponents like a Vanderbilt? Sure. Well, I mean, it's what I know. I mean, I played against it and, and, and as I was an assistant, you know, coaching against those teams. And um, so I think it's kind of been instilled in me to just continue that uh, process when scheduling. And now you do have to have a balance and you have to be very careful. You don't want to get too many power fives in one year. We've We've made that mistake of maybe having one too many, and it and it is a little bit too much. But you know, I think that whatever you can do to prepare yourself for postseason, you got to do it. Um, you know, as far as the teams and the talent, the venues that you go to, and getting in front of different crowds and being able to just play in in different environments, and I think it's just it's an important part of growing your team and preparing them for what's to come. Hopefully, you know, once you once you get to the end of season. The last time you were here, I said, hey, I want you to come back because I want to talk about some on-court stuff. I want to talk about this team that you've put together. So that's kind of where I want to go next. But this has been a strange summer. It's been strange for you guys as coaches, I know. Um, we're going to hear from Bria Dial here in a little bit. And I know Bria talks about how strange it has been for her. What was the condition like of your team once you got them back on campus? Did you find, and this being kind of a, a not-so-normal offseason, were they in condition and, and ready to go? Oh, well, no. Nobody was ready <laughs> to go. You know, well, I, you know, I say that they were not as bad as I expected them to be. And I actually challenged them when all this kind of went down and the times that we got to meet and talk, you know, via Zoom or over the phone or whatever that was. And just said, guys, you won't forget how to play basketball. So just focus on staying in shape. If you can keep yourself from 
keep, keep from letting yourself go to the point where it's just going to be so hard for you when you get back, the basketball part will fall into place. It'll be a little rusty, but it'll come back pretty quickly. And so um, I challenged them in that way. And I'd say this, it was not as bad as I really thought it was going to be. I think that they, they did a pretty decent job of, of trying to insert themselves in different ways um, to, you know, athletic activities, whether that be going to a workout with another group of folks or just getting out and running or, or whatever, you know, and some people had more restrictions, you know, uh, you talk about, you talked to Pate back uh, when she was back home, you know, and she had limited time outside, had to stay in her neighborhood, you know, so how are you, kind of keeping that up and she actually did a pretty good job when she got back and she had to quarantine when she got here so it was another 14 days of like we, we joked and said that uh where she had to stay on campus that it was basically prison because i mean if you go to your room and you've got some yard time yes my air quotes no one can see these uh <laughs> you know yard time out you know near the dorm and get to get out and get some fresh air and to kind of move around but that was it um and and it was just kind of uh it was tough on them but you know at this point um I'm pretty proud of where we're at. Uh, we're by no means in like, could anybody play 40 minutes? Very few of them, but uh, we're getting to that point and trying to work up to that um, while also having to teach a lot because I mean, we didn't, we missed out on several weeks there where we could have uh, broken things down and, and had to start later. So yeah, but we're, I'm, I'm pleased with them and where we're at right now. Bria was all conference last year. You're going to need her this year. Um, what are you looking to see from her? And and I don't mean necessarily just from a, a scoring standpoint or even a basketball standpoint, but what are you looking to see from her both on the floor and off the floor? Sure. Well, that experience that she's had over the last three years is going to carry over into this year to be able to kind of help others navigate um, she's such a versatile player as well. And so the knowledge of the game from different positions, um, she's able to kind of impart that on her teammates as well. Um, she does prefer certain positions over others, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I have the confidence in her to be able to use that versatility to, to bounce her around if necessary. Um, but I think she's doing a good job of pre preparing some of these younger players um, in practice. I think she's doing a good job of preparing them mentally, but also physically she's challenging them in different ways to kind of step up to where, and it's funny, she, it might be a little bit selfish and you can ask her about this, but like she wants people to step into that forward mode so that she can be more of a wing, you know? And so, uh, which is honestly, I love having her at the wing. I think it's great to be able to get her out ahead and she's challenged herself. Um, you know, people would say she's more of a standstill shooter. No, she's challenged herself. She's working on her mid range. She's working on her step back. She's getting to the rim and, and so um, I'm excited to see um, who she becomes this season, um, not just on the court, like you said, but as a leader, you know, amongst her teammates as well. Ebony Williams, we've seen, we've seen that she can be a force in, in the Southern Conference. What's the next step or the next part in her game? So the things that we've challenged her with, um, her tempo. She plays a little bit too fast at times, and she's aware of that. It's just reeling that in, and I think – Based on what I've seen of her these last couple months, um, she's really reining that in well. And when she can play with a more controlled tempo, she's still explosive and she can still run fast as lightning. But being able to now pull that back and slow up to make decisions or take that pull-up jumper rather than getting all the way to the rim. And, and um, she's also been um, – I've seen a total 180 just in her um, – 
I don't say attitude, she never had a bad attitude, but just kind of, um, she's very um, much a coach on the floor. She's active in speaking with her teammates about, hey, you know, coach talked about this, or hey, what do you think about doing this? And so she's kind of taken on a little bit of a leadership role as well. And so it's been pretty cool to see her grow up uh, these last couple of years. You guys have been back on the floor now for a little while. Can you talk about who's been impressive and uh, in the early going? Yeah, I mean, they've all uh, surprised me in a lot of different ways. Um, as far as the, the differences in their game, you know, I just mentioned Ebony and, and her being able to control her tempo much better um, has made her a more effective um, uh, scorer. Uh, Bria, like her wide range of scoring abilities now, um, I mean, she – again, she was more of a standstill shooter uh, in people's eyes. And now you don't have to give her much room. She's going to take it. But um, but she's really um, shown me that she's capable of doing so much more. We always knew it was there, but the, but the confidence that she's expressing um, in doing those things. I'll tell you one person that's really turning into a player is Rona. Um, you know, she had so much more to come back from last year after having Doro. And, and so, you know, now you've got that – joke about oh now we've got that mom bod right I had to go through it twice you know and, and just trying to um, get everything back to where it needs to be in order to be in that shape to play and but not only has she gotten in shape she's um, her footwork's better her touch is better she's starting to understand um, even sharing the ball you know when they collapse on her and that's going to be big for us because if we can be a huge presence inside they'll have to collapse and we're shooting the ball much better right now too so I think um, I think you're going to see. I, I hate to say this, knock on wood, but I, I think you're going to see more scoring from us in a lot of different ways this year. I'm super excited about that. How do you view that five spot on the floor, that post? Obviously, Rona is that true post position. How do you see Abby Cornelius? Is she more of a four than a five? Do you do you want her to play the four more? Talk a little bit about that inside game and and who you plan on using there. Sure. So I think it just really depends on uh, on our opponents as well. You know, I use the example uh, of Furman. So Furman has a big center, you know, and Selena Taborn. You know, Rona's the one that can go head to head with her. You know, she can lay on her down there and that girl's not moving Rona because Rona's such a big, strong presence, you know. But then if you've got more of a finesse player out there, Abby might be the one to look for. And now that's just defensively. Offensively, um, I think it's just a matter of, of getting them in position to, to, to help our team best. And so getting Rona on the block more, whereas Abby can step out. And so what actions we're running there, I'll tell you what though, Rona's gotten a lot better um, in her exchanges on the perimeter. So whether it be a, um, you know, a, a kick to the wing for a ball screen action or a dribble back door action or handoff, things of that nature, she's becoming more comfortable um, in her own skin with that and making decisions. Um, you know, she got to the point where she could do them, but it was the confidence and, okay, should I do it? What do I do when I get to that point? And so now mentally she's, she's come about as well in order to make those choices. So I think it's like, again, it's going to look different with both of them. Can they play at the same time? They absolutely can. Um, and to give us a bigger presence. And, and so um, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing that. Uh, when we play an opponent right now, I have to keep my team balanced and mixed. So uh, it kind of stinks that we can't have any scrimmages or anything this year, but uh, you know, we might have to get creative with that, but it's exciting to have that depth and to be able to rotate people around like we're going to be able to. 
Hey, let's let's talk about Abby Cornelius here for for a minute because I feel like she kind of came into her own last year. You've mentioned her a little bit already, but how high is the ceiling for Abby Cornelius? Yeah, she has expanded her range over the last couple of years, um, which is really amazing to see. She's becoming a much uh, smoother scorer from the perimeter. Um, you know, I think for her, the next step is. I fuss at her all the time when you're on the block and you catch the ball face up and look to shoot it, look to shoot it first. And now what do you do with it once they take that away? Um, And I think that her confidence has grown in that. She's definitely not shy in practice. I mean, she's, she's not shying away from an open look. And I like that. I can always reel that in if I need to. Um, But just for her is figuring out now with those bigger defenders. So let's say we're playing Vanderbilt. They got a bigger defender on her. How can she get that separation to score? Because she's not going to muscle anybody. That's not not her game. She's more finesse. So how can she utilize that a little bit better to her advantage and to our advantage? But also she's becoming a better distributor. Um, She's able to, like I was mentioning with Rona a minute ago, she's able to make plays on the perimeter um, and also make those feeds inside. Um, and, and she's actually one of our smarter players as far as screening is concerned. She's become a really good screener. And so she's getting her teammates open in that respect as well. Um, and what she's going to find is, is that by being a better screener, she's going to actually be the one that's open because people are going to get confused and try to help. And so, um, yeah, she's, she's grown. Her, her confidence levels there, I'd like to see her be more vocal. Um, I actually joked with her today. I was like, you can't telepathically tell people what to do. You have to actually open your mouth and tell them. And she's like, oh, yeah, got it. You know, we joke about that all the time. But, um, but yeah, I need her to be more of a vocal leader as well as she's stepping into her junior season. Is this the year that we finally get to see Morgan Hill? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, she's doing really well right now um, physically. Uh, you know, just had that foot issue last year she couldn't overcome. And, and so we decided to – go ahead and redshirt her. Um, and so, yes, I, I think so. You know, the thing that Morgan's doing really well right now, I've told her, don't ever pass up a wide open look with your feet set. The thing that she does well, is she gets to the rim. Uh, it's not real quick, but she's so strong. She can get in there and draw contact and still finish because she is strong. Um, and then defensively, um, she knows her limits and she knows her strengths. And so she can kind of uh, stay in front of somebody, but she's actually one of our better help defenders too. Um, and I, we, we talk a lot about helping the helper. She's also the one that's there in position on that always as well. And I, I've just been really impressed with how she's come along um, and able to kind of bounce back this year. We're still, you know, working on getting her stamina back just because she was out for so long with a foot injury, no doubt. Um, and so, but she's, uh, yeah, she, the, she's smart enough and she's capable of, of, of creating and doing a lot for us this season. So Morgan is there. She's healthy. Dina Geralds is back. Tell me about that point guard position. I'm going to assume that at least in the early part of the season, you're going to lean on Dina Geralds pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, she, she's doing some good things. You know, she, it's funny, she shoots the ball really well too. And so I need somebody to kind of come around and, and, and have that, um, that, that point guard mentality as well. I think Dina is the only like true point guard that we have. Everybody else is just kind of filling that role. Um, but Dina shoots it so well that I'd like for others to kind of step in that role and maybe even maybe even push Dina to the wings some and get run her off the screens to get her feet set. You know, I, I think that, um, like I say, she's pretty deadly when she's got her feet set. I mean, you saw that hand in the face three against Furman, like ice in her veins. She is not shy. 
Um, so, you know, to be able to, to, to move her around a little bit would be nice. And, and actually who we kind of got two people that are, that are kind of filling that role right now. Um, Sigrun is one of them. She's doing a really, really good job. She's smart and she can get us, get the ball to the floor really, really quickly. Um, and Amaria Pugh, uh, our transfer from Dyersburg State, she's another one that is um, doing some good things in practice right now and is able to get the ball up the floor quickly and, and get us in our offense. You know, but I'm kind of looking at this thing this year, like um, don't really need a true point guard necessarily every possession. I think we just want to get it out and get it at the floor as quickly as we can and fill the lanes. And, you know, if that's Dina pushing it up, great. And if it's not, she's running the floor. Good for her there too. Maybe she's the one getting her feet set and we attack and we kick it out for a wide open look early. Um, so that's kind of been our philosophy this year. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting a lot from, I, I know I'm talking about a lot of different people, but I'm excited about the depth that we have this year. Well, and, and I was going to say too, is not that kind of where the game of basketball is headed where you don't necessarily have those defined positions sure. anymore? I mean, certainly we see it in the NBA where, you know, you've got six ten guys that bring the ball up the floor now. Sure. Yeah. I don't have one of those, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, I don't have one of those, but I, I certainly do like uh, when I'm when I'm recruiting. I love seeing versatility in players. You know, even even shooting guards that have to handle the ball a lot for their high school teams. I mean, you've got to handle the ball. It don't matter what position you're in. You have to make choices. You have to be able to make the play. And so, um, I'm just I, I look for players who are more versatile um, these days than I do just like a specific skill set. If that makes sense. Let Let me ask you about Seagren. Because she is from Iceland. Mm -hmm. How did she find you? How did you find her? How much of a challenge was it to get her to Chattanooga? Yeah, well, we had an email from um, her, for lack of better words, her her agent, her handler, however you, you know, um, her, her name is Helena. And, and John had received this email. Uh, John Goldberg, my assistant, had received an email from her, and uh, just she had sent some film on a couple of players, and and um, got to looking at him. He was like, "Hey, guys, check this out." And checked her out, and and uh, ended up really, really liking her, and had to do the whole recruiting process, obviously, just like this, you know, through Zoom and 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 doing a tour that way, and getting her mom involved, and um, and just trying to sell the program that way you know and, and so like i say people like where'd you find her we just answered the right email i mean and that's how that's how it is sometimes um you just have to uh, kind of sift through it if you find one you like you take a chance and this time it worked out for us and she's really um as a freshman she's pretty impressive and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how she grows um uh, throughout the years um but yeah she's that uh, everybody loves her She's still, uh, she's very shy, but she's not. It's kind of, she has to warm up to you. Um, but her teammates love her and, uh, and, and they're, they've been really impressed with her as well. I, like you asked, if you asked any of them, who would they want to play with most? They'd probably say Seagrin because she just come in and she just plays hard all the time, all the time. Tell us about her game and, and how you at least initially plan to utilize her. Yeah, so she wasn't a point guard. Um, she was more of a of a wing, two three, um, back home. And um, she, you know, likes to run the floor. She likes to make plays ahead of the game. And so whenever I've had to ask her to kind of step back behind it a little bit and actually be the one that makes the pass ahead, um, she was a little reluctant at first. But I think she's become more comfortable with that. Um, I know in her heart of hearts, she still wants to be the one that's running the floor. So that's why we're trying to transition a different way this year. And just, hey, whoever can get the outlet, let's push it ahead and fill the lanes until she gets those opportunities. You know, I, 
even though I'm looking at her as a point, she, um, she and Dina play some together. So I can, you know, Dina, you run the one and let Seagren run the floor and, and make plays. So she's going to have to shift gears there. But today we actually had a situation where um, Ebony kind of knocked knees with somebody and just she needed a second. And we didn't have another four on that team. And Seagren said, I'll do it. And she stepped right in, no problem. So she gets it. She's very smart. She understands the action from all five spots. So, um, you know, it's very rare that you get somebody that can kind of visualize things that way, that quickly. So we're fortunate to have her. We get to see Brooke Hampel this year uh, as well after she set out a year ago from transferring. But now I got a few glimpses of her when I would stop by to watch you guys practice some last year. She looks like she's can be a difference maker. What's the impact of her on your team? Sure. She actually worked. Uh, she spent the entire year last year just working on her shot, becoming more consistent from the three uh, jump shot, pull-up jumpers. Um, that's something that she actually – that sets her apart from the group. She's actually willing to take those pull-ups. Um, and so just trying to challenge her uh, now to progress in that and how can you counter that and things of that nature. So she's um, – again, one of those that's not very shy. She's going to take the open look. Um, and, and one of those two, I was talking about Seagren running the floor, Brooke can run the floor and she can get out ahead of people because she can fly. I mean, we run sprints for consequences or whatever. She's typically the first one that crosses the line because she's so fast. And so, uh, but she, she can also control that as well. She's not a, she's not a, a player that plays out of control. So we're, um, we're, we're going to be, um, I, I've got some decisions to make, Chris. It's going to be a tough one this year. We've got, and I love it. I love being able to look down the bench and go, okay, I've got another option and another option, and I can move them around to different positions. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Brooke back out there with her teammates. Uh, that, that competition, though, to, to find your five, um, that's got to be good, too. I mean, to, to have – to know that everybody's going to have to battle, that nothing right now it sounds like is going to be given to anybody, that everybody's going to have to fight to earn one of those five spots if you want to start. And you can see that attitude in practice every day. They don't come in and they don't relax and they're not complacent and they're always challenging themselves because they know that. There's no gimmies. And that, uh, like I say, that's made for a more um, competitive environment. And frankly, it's just more fun. I mean, every day it's so enjoyable to be in there, to watch them compete, not just against each other, but with themselves um, to to make themselves better. I can't tell you how many, like every day somebody's coming up to me, okay, what do I need to work on? What do I need to do? Okay, we've worked on this and I feel pretty confident here. What's next? You know, and so they're eager to get better and they're eager to learn. And so uh, I have, it's a breath of fresh air. It's just not been that way the last couple of years. Um, and, and I think it's because people did get complacent, but I don't think that that's not the case anymore. Everybody's challenged every day. What's the strength of your basketball team right now? Uh, the, the chemistry. Um, honestly, it's, they, they like each other and they get along and they, you know, they'll, but now they'll call each other out too, but because they have that relationship, they're able to, um, they respect one another. Um, and so they're able to just make a quick transition, like, hey, she fussed at me, but she's right. You know, she's just trying to help me. They know their intentions. And so that chemistry is probably our biggest strength right now. What's your biggest concern as you're just a little over or a little less, I guess, than four weeks away from opening the season? Sure. Well, the concern is that um, for me is like where my rotation, because I'm, I've got to be very, very um, careful with who I have with who and uh, not because they can't, but, but like I just certain groups work better with one another. But then, um, you know, the other thing too is, is, 
you know, I talk about the chemistry and the, and the, you know, people just competing every single day. But when we get into games and maybe they're not getting the number of minutes that they thought that they should get, that's, that's a concern for me because it's like, well, that chemistry remains. My, my, my answer now to say is yes, because I think that they, I think that they, like I say, have a mutual respect for one another across the board and know, hey, certain people are just getting it done. But I think it is tough, too you know, when you're sitting there and you really want to get some action and maybe you're just not. And so um, keeping that balance there, but we just, big thing, we got to win ball games. So I got to figure out how to do that the best way and, and everything else will fall into place. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I just hope that, you know, you talk about the, the conditioning aspect. I hope that our bodies are ready for it because once it starts, it's not stopping. I hope <laughs> we don't need any 14 day breaks. We, <laughs> we'd rather just roll through coach. Appreciate it. Thanks. Good luck. I'm sure we'll do this again. Uh, I, I'd say we'll probably start. Uh, we'll probably talk again sometime before conference play starts. But uh, look forward to seeing you guys back on the floor. Thanks, Chris. See you soon. Hey, thanks to Coach Burroughs for uh, giving us some time. And a lot is going to be expected this year of Bria Dial. She was an all-conference selection last year and the graduate of Brentwood Academy up near Nashville joined us on Mox on the Mic. So tell us a little bit about how you spent your summer. I, I imagine it wasn't a normal, a typical summer, the way you would you would spend your time between semesters. So wh what did you do? Um, for a long time, I did pretty much nothing because there was nothing to do. There were no gyms open around me, and like my high school is pretty far, so I couldn't even get in there either. So for a long time, I did just about nothing. Just had to do stuff around the house, like home workouts, just to keep myself in shape. Uh, till like kind of towards the end, like where I was about to have to come back to school, I found somebody that was like doing some little like small workouts. So like that's pretty much what I did every single day until it was time for me to come back to school. And that was about it. I couldn't find a job, anything. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> do you feel like you showed up in shape given kind of the different summer that you had? Do you, do you feel like the, the body responded well those first couple of weeks after being back on the floor? Uh, yeah, I think I did good. I was really scared about that at first. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get back and I'm going to pass out. But I did pretty well. So it was it was fine. How's practice been since you guys have been back on campus? Uh, practice has been good. I really enjoy this team. I feel like it's going to be a really different team, like compared to the others I've been on. So I'm excited about this year. So who stood out to you so far? Give us a little, give us a little inside information on, uh, on who's looking good in practice. Uh, in my opinion, I think everyone's looking good, you know, but, um, I think some nice people to watch out for that people have not seen or have just like changed into a whole new person. Uh, I really like Seagren, our new freshman. She's definitely going to be a big asset to our team. And Rona, like, no, they didn't. I don't think uh, Rona played that much last year. So I think this is going to be her big break. I'm really excited to see her back on the court because we like, we're in need of a big post. It's like just a post, straight post. Abby, she's like, you know, like a four or five. So, like, she does other things, but, like, Rona's going to be a big target in there. So, we're excited to see, like, how that's going to be. But I think pretty much everybody's pretty doing good, in my opinion.
Tell me about Seagren. We we haven't really seen her yet as as fans. So a little bit about her. Now she's from Iceland, right? So a little bit about her and and just kind of her style of play. What are we going to see? Um, she's going to work hard regardless. She's a tall point guard or a guard, pretty much point guard, tall point guard. She's going to play defense. She's scrappy. She's silent, but she's like a silent killer, in my opinion. Like, she doesn't say much. She has a little small, little baby voice, but she's going to do really good, in my opinion. So, yeah. I want to back up with you for a second. Can you tell me about playing basketball at Brentwood Academy? Because for anybody that has looked, if you know anything about high school sports in the state of Tennessee, you know about Brentwood Academy. Now, most people know about it from the bazillion state championships they've won in football. And when you say Brentwood Academy to me, that's what I think of. I think of, I think of the Brentwood Academy football team. What's it like playing basketball at a school that is so well known for their football program? Um, I don't know. I feel like people definitely know us as well for basketball, you know, just from probably Darius Garland, like everybody knows who he is. So they know he went there. So I don't know. I feel like we were, we've been good at basketball. I won three state championships in my time, lost my senior year, but we're not going to talk about that, but it was exciting. I feel like it was like really got us ready for college. In my opinion, like I feel like I was really ready for college by the time I got to, to college. So I was excited. Like I'm happy I played for that program. Any personal goals for you this year? I mean, you were you were an all conference selection last season. Do you do you think about those things? Do you do you make a list of things you want to accomplish every year, or is that something that that you even do? Uh, not really. I don't. I just kind of play. I feel like I had a slow start last season. At the beginning of the season, I didn't really pick up till the end. So hopefully just have a full season of just doing well the entire time for myself. That's what I just want to do. And kind of just, cause I feel like some people kind of, I don't know, like kept me on the, I don't know how to say it kind of overlooked me sometimes. So I feel like I could do better for like things like that. So people don't overlook me to show that like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good player. You mentioned your slow start to the year last year. This team had a slow start to the year last year how do you guys prevent that from happening again what's the key to getting off to a good start this year definitely less turnovers that was our main thing like at the beginning of the season like we could not take care of the ball at all so hopefully that will be like i feel like that would definitely be the like changing point for us like if we just take care of the ball we're fine and play defense honestly because i feel like we're a we can score, but we can't score if you keep turning the ball over, have get less possessions than the other team. So definitely I feel like that will be like our turning point. If we take care of the ball, then we'll be fine throughout the season. What do you feel like is the um the next progression in your game? What do you feel like you need to improve at? I say taking smart shots. I feel like sometimes I can just start shooting and I just keep shooting over and over. So I'm like, okay, let's make the smart choice. Cause I feel like Overall, I feel like I do a good job of like, like being smart with like my passes and stuff like that. So I feel like just being smart with the shots, my shot selection, and I feel like driving more because I feel like I can definitely rack up more fouls like driving in and shooting threes all the time. <laughs> so maybe that'll be a change in a part of my game this year. 
given everything that went on at, at the end of, of last year and, and just, you know, you've already talked about how strange of a summer you've had, how good is it to have basketball back and to have a schedule now and, and to know that come November the 25th, you guys are going to get on a bus and go to Nashville and play Tennessee state. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm already, I've, I don't want to practice any longer either. I want to play a game. I'm so excited to play a game. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're almost let we are less than a month away now. So I'm excited, overly excited. Bria, thank you so much for the time. I, I want to do this again as we go through the uh, season at some point. So uh, we'll get back in touch with you again. But thanks for hanging out with us for a little while. Well, thank you. It's going to be fun to see Bria and her teammates back on the floor as the mocks open up the season in Nashville against Tennessee State. I told you earlier, make sure you go and you download the new Go Mox app. You can find it by uh, for your Apple or your Android devices. Just search Chattanooga Mox Athletics in the App Store or Google Play. Download it. You can have it on your phone. You can listen to the mocks right on your phone. Hey, Lamont Paris is going to join us next week and we'll preview more Chattanooga basketball. Until then, for our amazing producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.